We thank God for Daniel. So we just got back from the XOMG Pop cruise. After catching XOMG Pop live at Mall of America, checking out all their Christmas songs that they dropped like a month and a half ago, we're Gaga for OMG. I'm Gaga for JoJo. Yeah, that's right. There's a new expose about JoJo Siwa and her mom tormenting a bunch of dance kids on this show that's exclusive to Peacock. It's called, what is it, like the Dance Pop Explosion? Some shit. Well, uh, Dance Pop Revolution. It ran for one season and wasn't renewed. <laughs> yeah, and I guess what happened was they had seven girls, girls ain't ranging from like seven to 11, I think. Yeah, something and like that. Four of, of like them are left. Three of them were just fired and they didn't announce anything. No, f- one, actually four of them left and then they were down to three, so they added a new one now. <laughs> oh, shit. It's crazy. See, I know this because I was watching episode two of their podcast when they introduced the new girl. Wow, a new one on episode two. That's... That's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's very early. Yep. I one of them was fired Penelope over text, I guess. Yeah. That was like one of the accusations. Expose that was shockingly long. We've spent so much time just reading about this stupid fucking tween girl group now. Yeah, the world it, like, of JoJo Siwa is crazy. I kind of forgot yeah. about her. She, uh, she sort of retreated a little bit, which I guess it's implied in this article that that's what happened was Jojo Siwa had this super alpha uh, type A dance mom mom and made her do all this shit and, and act like a kid. And then I think she's 20 now. And now yeah. she's kind of adultified her look a little bit. She's like a, a butch lesbian with a little bit of glitter stuff. And to fill that hole, like the empty nest syndrome... Her mom created this new group of kids. It's basically the same thing that the guy who created New Edition, after they fired him for embezzling money, he created New Kids on the Block. Oh, I didn't know that, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was listening to New Edition this week for some reason. And it's uh, it, it's really all, definitely on the same wa- wavelength of, of this new band, these children yeah. who were forced to do all this bullshit for basically no reason. But it's kind of different than New Edition because that was a hit band. They had huge yeah, exactly. songs and they launched a bunch of careers. This kind and of concept just feels so antiquated, like from that era or like the 18s or something 20 years ago, you know? Yeah, it's such a throwback. It's like that that guy who who molested all the Backstreet Boys, Lou Pearlman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that kind of thing. It's such a weird grift. And I guess the spin on it, what makes it different is that the people that want to see these girls are dance moms and dance kids who want to get in this group or they want to get on a TV show. It's almost like a pyramid scheme in that way. Yeah, where it all does the people feel watching, like they're like clout chasers. They're trying to get so in on it. That new girl who joined in episode two of the podcast, that's exactly the case with her of uh, you found this good timeline of the band on Reddit. Yeah, and the XOMG like the subreddit. There are some huge super fans. If they think they can just take one of these girls out of there and the fans won't notice they're sorely mistaken yeah exactly so it's these super fans on reddit pointed out that um penelope the new girl uh once she was added you could see her in like the background of some videos of theirs like she was in one of their music videos as an extra and she had attended their dance classes and meet and greets and stuff because i think that lends credence to what you're saying that the only people coming to these things are like the children of mothers who are forcing them to also be like superstars, you know? Yeah. I guess one of the girls had spina bifida and she was bleeding out, or bleeding out of her belly button. And yeah, they told her to put a maxi pad subject. over it, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. One, I didn't realize they still had that. 
I think that's what Hank Williams had, the first Hank Williams. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I think it makes you more creative. Yeah. Get creative about how to plug up the blood from your belly button. Yeah, you have to yeah, that, you have to plug up all the holes or it's gonna come that out. That girl somewhere is, else. is the main subject of the Rolling Stone article. And basically she got kicked off the show after her mom just like snapped and had enough with uh, Jojo Siwa's mom. And uh oh man, there's like some bleak uh anecdotes in there from her. Like the the mother and like the girl who was forced out, or one of the four girls who was forced out, but like, you know, they moved to California to do this and the mom's husband and their like three other kids were still living in their home state. And it was like, you know, she was trying to like exist out here in California with like no income of her own now because she gave up her like successful daycare at home, you know, to help her daughter like do this fucking stupid thing. So it's like the two of them were just sleeping on air mattresses for month in a months in a dance studio. And then here's a quick uh, paragraph from the article where it's like, the mothers were so short on funds, Angie alleges, that at one point she and Bella's mother started working directly for Jessalyn herself, which is Jojo Siwa's mother, organizing Jojo's closet and scrubbing toilets in her home for $20 an hour, according to PayPal receipts and a schedule provided to Rolling Stone. Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, $20 an hour? I mean, it's better than the going years. rate for maid work. Yeah. That's is probably... that what David Lee Roth was talking about? People coming from all over to go to these dance studios in L.A.? They would go to Sizzler and they would all eat one plate. They would all go to the buffet and eat one plate. That sounds exactly like this. It is, yeah. Maybe maybe his weird rant makes more sense now. They're trying to make it or something. Maybe it was the 90s version of that. Yeah. It was people who moved to LA to join the A-teens. The whole thing is actually pretty interesting too, like just economically of like, there's still, obviously, especially in California, there's a ton of laws on the books that like, Children have certain rights to the money they're making as entertainers, you know, and you have to set up like a trust for them and all this shit. But all those laws only apply to like the TV shows and the acting and stuff. And the way you really exploit these kids today is that there's no laws like that for TikTok, YouTube, podcasts, etc. So these kids are just not getting paid for a whole bunch of the shit they're doing. <laughs> and they're getting paid only for the stuff they legally have to. And they had like the kids on like 1099. So it's just like gig economy, child pop star work. <laughs> Yeah, that's a weird aspect of it. Yeah, like, the article says uh, they largely had to pay out of pocket for food and transportation, often without being reimbursed, and were not paid for individual music video, photo, or social media content shoots, which is so wild. I guess you're just listed as a person who showed up or someone in the audience or you volunteered to be there. So most of the stuff you're doing is not actual work, even though it is. Yeah, like if it's not for the TV show or whatever, they've got like a loophole. And they are all on social media. When I was on that subreddit, they were linking to TikToks and stuff about the drama in the last couple of days in response to this article. And it's kind of weird because these are 11-year-olds. I was going to say, if you're even one year older than these kids, you should not be invested in that drama. Like a 15-year-old should not be invested in 10-year-old's drama. Yeah, there's something so surreal about it because it's, it's very similar to the Real Housewives drama. Like they'll get on yeah. Instagram and they're they're kind of encouraged to bring the drama to the internet because it's viral marketing. So they'll For be sure. posting stories about each other and shit. But that then that's happening with these kids. But it's also about very real uh, workplace abuses and shit. Yeah, absolutely. It's all just very, everything about it's very sinister. And it's made worse by the fact that it's it's through the JoJo Siwa aesthetic where it's yeah, like so it's all sparkly, sparkly to the and max. glittery and fun. Yeah. Everything's glitter. Everything's multicolor. Even by the standards of kids stuff. It really speaks to just the stupidity and absurdity of modern America where you couldn't make this dumber or more satirical if you tried, really, you know? Yeah. 
And JoJo Siwa, toward the end, it was getting very weird because she was like 17 and she was 5'9". She might be even taller now, but she was dressed as like a three-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just very eerie. It was a very weird sight. According so to the article, she got too tall and they uh, had to find new kids. Like she's like 20 now and she hasn't put out music in four years. So I guess like she's kind of been adjusting to figure out how to be an adult as an artist, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I cannot imagine how mentally fucked up she is. Oh, yeah. And all these kids, too. like, that's the thing is, like, I think you hit the nail on the head of, like, her mom is, like, going through, like, an empty nester thing for having, like, a child star and is obviously using this whole experiment to, like, find her next daughter, basically. But JoJo C was wrapped up in it, too, because now she has to be, like, a host of this. And, like, she's, like, the face of it to try to make them famous. But it's just obviously not really working, you know? <laughs> Yeah, the whole thing is so strange. I don't know who the audience would really be for this because JoJo Siwa, that was sort of like a 2016 phenomenon. Yeah. I don't know when that would have peaked, but kids get over shit like that really fast. They move on to the next thing. So eight years later, I don't think those are the original fans. Yeah, and I think to point, really like... to know about this, to hear about this, you have to be cued into JoJo Siwa. And I don't know how many people that are the audience for this are. That's why I, I really do get the feeling that the entire audience is people who want to join the group. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, I, I was trying to imagine what the meet and greet is like. Like, does a 13-year-old really want to meet a 9-year-old? <laughs> like, damn, you're the coolest 9-year-old. I really like your dance video on YouTube. But like, no, I think you're right. It's just parents bringing their kids to meet kids who are also in the industry of trying to break into like some dumb like pseudo Mickey Mouse Club off-brand bullshit. Meet and greets with nine-year-olds, that's sort of the other end of forcing old people to go out on tour when they could die. <laughs> yeah, good point. Like, why would you want a nine-year-old to even have to go somewhere? Like, getting a nine-year-old dressed and out of the house, that's such a pain in the ass, and then they have to, like, run back into the house to go to the bathroom, and, you know, they've got Cheerios all over the back of the car. Yeah, and you're bringing them to meet another nine-year-old whose podcast has 13,000 views. You know what I mean? Like, just let, let the kid do whatever they want. Don't make them like, do stuff. This thing, they had, like, that show on Peacock. That was, like, the best they did. it. Or, no, the, I guess their biggest thing was they were on America's Got Talent and they lost in the semifinals. Oh, probably yeah. probably their only true, all like, four ultra of, All four judges voted for him, though. Even Simon Cowell. I got the juice. That had me looking up America's Got Talent, and I had completely forgotten that the original host was Regis. Season yeah. one, it was Regis. And so easy. Piers I mean, Morgan was one it's of just... the judges. It was Piers Morgan and David Hasselhoff and Brandy Norwood. It's so easy to forget the judges on any of these shows because it's just some endless revolving door of random celebrities. Yeah, it's always Howie Mandel. <laughs> yeah, true. He just does that circuit for sure. Yeah, it is interesting that Howie Mandel, who's famously one of the most neurotic guys in show business, like you can't shake his hand, you can't, you can't touch him. You can't do certain things because he's super OCD. He's like a famous germaphobe, but he's always going out and doing stuff. He's 68 years old too. Like you would oh, think damn. a guy like that, like Howard Hughes, he just stayed in his room. Yeah, that's right. But you think Howie Mandel has jars of piss at home? <laughs> that would be dope. He must just really like it. It's, it's the cost benefit works for him, but it seems like he's got so many issues, like having to go to that studio, being in that crowded that crowded stadium full of people. Yeah. I don't know. I guess he's just, at a certain point, you, come, you, be, you become locked into that cycle where you have to do show business stuff. You don't know what to do otherwise. He doesn't have the guts to be like Nate and quit, you know? That's right. He was the most famous person on The Voice. 
Yep. That show was about him. He was the voice. They, yeah, they revealed that the voice was Nate's. Now it's the nothing. Why isn't he on The Masked Singer? Put him on there. They shouldn't make him wear a mask. Do you think he's they've asked got, him? He's got, the, he's got the looks. You know, he doesn't need a mask. They should only have ugly people on The Masked Singer. I bet, I bet they asked him and he said no. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, it depends. I don't remember. When did The Masked Singer start? I don't even know um, how long it's been going. Probably with The Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, true. Man, okay. That so started in 2019. I mean, wow. I thought that was okay, older. Pretty recent. I thought yeah. that was from like 2011, but wow. Time is crazy. I mean, there's a surprising amount of things we could get into with XOMG Pop, which, oh, what a stupid fucking name, too. Absolutely terrible name. Yeah. Maybe that but, was inspired um, by LMFAO. They kind of got away with having an internet yeah, like, acronym as their name. Ten years later, you know? Yeah, and kids don't say XOMG. No, absolutely It not. wouldn't be smart to make it a kid thing that they do say, like Riz or something, but using one that they've never said before, it's especially weird. So I was watching, you know, their podcast and one of the girls was saying how her dad always calls things dope. So if you're still calling things dope, guess what? 12-year-olds think that sounds old-fashioned now. Well, it was old-fashioned, then people brought it back ironically, I think. Yeah, that's the thing. That 12-year-old when she's 22, she's going to be saying it, you know? Yeah, everything comes it's back. Come like, back around everything again. I say, I don't know what irony level it's on when I say yeah. God bless and stuff <laughs> like that. It just becomes non-ironic after time. Yeah, like, like I don't even know. You bet your bippy. <laughs> Darn tootin'. Uh, but yeah, something that you had pointed out before we started recording is that when all four of those girls were forced out of the group, they just never announced it. And on the Reddit where those fans made the timeline, it's always in bold, like, fans realize that Leah is no longer in the group. First group pick without her posted on Instagram. It's so cool to just disappear children. <laughs> yeah, that is, it must be so traumatic for any actual child fans of this. Totally, yeah. One day your favorite <laughs> person point. in the band is gone. I was going to say, obviously it's traumatic for the girls themselves, but as a fan, you're like, oh, I guess she's just gone forever now. Yeah, I guess she's just gone. Like when the Beatles fired Pete <laughs> Best, I think they announced it. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't they think they just like went out on stage following. and didn't have him on there. We're like, yeah. oh, I don't know. He, he, he drowned in the Mercy River. Well, this is why you make groups for kids where you hope your fans don't have object permanence yet, so they didn't realize it in the first place. Yeah. They can replace the Wiggles. Like when that Wiggle had a heart attack on stage. But that really Actually, is that the was only the guy way. they already replaced like years ago and they brought him back for a anniversary show and he had a heart attack on stage. Like that is the only way to keep this shit going though is like Mickey Mouse Club uh, type of thing where it just keeps revolving, you know? Like the audience for a tween band is so narrow like you were getting at earlier of like by the time you're like 12, you should be listening to real music, right? Like who the fuck is this for? Like there's only a very narrow window of time where people get into this and then you age out of it so fast as a performer and as a fan that you have to build like an institution rather than a group of kids that people like, you know? One of the kids who was kicked out is in Kids Bop now. And I don't know if that's better working conditions. Oh, it's gotta be. Because it is, it is one of those like, yeah, it's something that's become such an institution where I'm sure that it's like uh, standardized, like way more so than Jojo Siwa and her mom just doing their own like thing. Kids Bop, you don't have to dance quite as much. Yeah. You can kind of just jump around. It does seem like greatly preferable. Yeah, that's a way better gig because you don't have to do choreography. You don't really have to practice that much. You just have to be like cooperative. It also seems to be structured in a more honest way that like you're part of just like this corporate behemoth, which is what this stuff is for XOMG Pop, but it's just run really poorly by this family that doesn't know what they're doing. But like everything about it is just hyper commercial 
They always do performances at the Mall of America. In the podcast, they're sitting on the couch with like Sprite plushies and stuff. Like they're just advertising all over everything all the time. What's the Sprite plushie? It's just sitting, it's just like half the size of these girls just right in between them on the couch. Like, I don't know whether that's like paid advertising or not. I would assume, I hope it's paid because why would you have that there otherwise? It's just, yeah, it's just like a big ass can of Sprite. That's cool. I always wanted to hug one of those. (laughs) I like too that you went through the history of the XOMG Pop YouTube and found this video from 2016 that was just like Jojo Siwa must have been using this as like a burner account at the time. Cause it's just her as like when she was like 12 with some super annoying adult who makes children's content, I guess. It's Miranda. Oh, who you don't is know that Miranda? Known? No, I don't know who it's, that is. Uh, I forget her name now. Let me check. Miranda Sings. She got me too like a year ago. Oh, Colleen cool. Ballinger. Okay. Yeah, she had like famously the worst apology of all time where she did that song on a ukulele. It was like a cute oh, that's song. Her? Yeah, it's okay. her. I didn't realize that. Okay, amazing. Because she was doing weird stuff that was kind of like this, where it wasn't quite sexual, but she was sending kids underwear as a joke and like talking about yeah. twerking with 13-year-olds. And it's all just very, very weird. That's exactly what she's doing in this video. Is it's yeah. like a 12-year-old Jojo Siwa talking about twerking and showing how to twerk with this adult woman. It's so terrible. This is just out in the open. This was on YouTube with millions of views. Like, that's yeah, fucked up. it's wild. That's like it's as crazy. fucked this up still as the, on the shit XOMG that was in her text. Pop account. Yeah. You can't be talking about twerking with a kid. You can't be doing that. Uh, I assume that woman's putting on a voice, right? Because she sounds unbearably annoying. If she talks yeah, like that Yeah, that's normally, a character. Okay, that's what I thought. She is yeah. still annoying, but not, that quite, not quite that annoying. Yeah. God damn, dude. Another annoying person they've teamed up with is Megan Trainer. That's right. Who wrote a couple of their songs. Which one? Yeah, they did it? a Christmas EP. I think she wrote one song for it. It was like JoJo Siwa calling in the biggest favor she could call in, Megan Trainer. I think that's the only time we've talked about JoJo Siwa on this show before is when we watched uh, the Christmas song with the two of them. And now here we are again, another Christmas song, but with like some nine-year-olds instead of her. I watched a carpool karaoke thing they did where they were singing Megan Trainer songs. That was pretty bad. <laughs> that wasn't that fun to watch. It never is. Megan Trainer and XOMG Pop, they did an EP together, a Christmas EP. Yeah. And there was one song on that that really bothered me. It was their cover of Little Saint Nick. And they did this bass line that was all fucked up, where instead of doing the chords in the verse, they do. It's like a C-sharp major chord instead of a C-sharp minor chord. <laughs> they Instead of having the chords, they just have this bass line, and they imply the wrong chords. And it kind of just made me crazy. <laughs> yeah. But the rest of it's well, especially, fine. Especially, it's like the third is just going to be a half step off, so it's extra annoying, you know? Yeah, it's the tritone. The worst. <laughs> yeah, they're just trying to make like a, a Black Sabbath kind of rendition, you know, only in the bass line. It's satanic. Yeah, that's right. Ooh, that'd be a good... uh, We need to start conspiracies about them that right-wingers can get mad at them for. This is a secretly satanic tween pop group. Yeah, this is very satanic. I would argue it is kind of satanic, you know? Like, the way that uh, they're exploiting these kids. For sure. This is child sacrifice out in the open. Yeah. (laughs) It is funny. Like, yeah, their, their dream for these girls is to be the next Hannah Montana, but... Even Jojo Siwa is kind of proof that there's oh, you only get like one Miley Cyrus per generation, and she tends to come from the biggest conglomerate ever. Like, you know, it's always like a Disney star who becomes Justin Timberlake or Miley Cyrus or whoever, you know? Like, it's not going to be, 
It's certainly it's not even JoJo Siwa, and it's not going to be someone who has a Peacock show that gets canceled for one season, who then has to go through hell for two years of being paid on like a ten ninety nine for doing all this shit, and then the stuff you're making just isn't that popular, you know? It's just not really working. And then you get erased. Yeah, exactly. You get written out of history. One day you just disappear. Miranda sings won't return your phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even clean the toilets in JoJo's house anymore. That's right. They say you would just get them dirtier by touching them with your unfamous hands. Oh, this is funny. Okay, so this kind of, toward the end of that Rolling Stone article, there's a part about how, uh, sort of like we were hinting at of like, JoJo herself seems to be more focused on segueing into the next stage of her career. In the past year, she's fired her longtime manager and publicist. And, you know, you can tell that she's like tired of this kind of shit. Yeah, I would be too. Yeah, of course. You're like 20 and you're still like your mom's roping you into like making nine-year-olds dance. Yeah, she still has to be in Kid World. She can't yeah. be an adult because she just has to be back in Kid World all the time. But I really like this. Like one of the people who worked on the the EXA OMG pop stuff who spoke like off the record for this article has a couple of really great quotes toward the end where they characterize it as, uh, you know, Siwa's mom's, you know, like a, an unsuccessful attempt on her part to recreate JoJo's, uh, you know, experience with a new crop of younger talent. The world did not pick this group, they said. Jessalyn Siwa picked this group. They've pulled every lever. They got Megan Trainer. It's been almost two years. They're not going to make it. Can you really force feed this to the world? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> That's brutal. Accurate. They got yeah. Megan Trainer. If Megan Trainer can't do it, <laughs> nothing can. Yeah, exactly. Like that really is the biggest like string they could pull, though. You know. <laughs> Yeah, that's their big get. These people don't have like Disney money, despite like it's actually crazy the things that they've pulled off. If they have so many fucking brand partnerships and just going back to that Reddit thing, it's just the whole timeline is mostly just them announcing like, oh, they have a line of toys. Oh, they're doing a cruise. Oh, they put out another video. You know, they have uh, partnerships with Walmart constantly. The bar is so low for cruises these days. Yeah. You can be a kids band that's been around for two years that has no actual fans. You can be Weezer. Yeah. <laughs> you should have so to be you too. That gets at something I wanted to say about their cruise is I watched the video they made about it, which is like two minutes long. And during their big performance at the cruise, they only show like the stage and it doesn't look like a particularly impressive stage either. Um, there's almost no crowd shots, but the ones that I can find in that video, it looks like there's about 30 kids total there. And a comparable number of parents. Like, I think maybe 60 people tops came on this cruise, which leads to the question, like, did they just have a small portion of a cruise ship or did they just lose like a million dollars? Like, there must be other novelty cruises on this same ship, right? Yeah, you would have to be able to share them with other people. Yeah, there's because no you wouldn't way need the whole thing. Dedicated. Not even close. Maybe it's like a convention center. That's you what can it rent seems like. one part of it or you can rent it for one day or something because bringing your, but it, even then like bringing someone on a cruise, did it say how long it was? Um, let me see. There's a website for it. XOMGpopcruise.com. Let's go check out that see if it's still going. Yeah. Let's see. It was from August 30th to September 2nd. So it was four days. Okay. That's not too bad. I was thinking it would be like a week or two weeks. Oh, wait, no, no, no. This is upcoming next year. They're doing it again. Why? It's uh, 2024. Four days. Are they going to be able to keep that, that core group of three girls? Well, I don't they forget, can do it. Don't forget that they got um, Penelope in there now. They're back to a four-piece. Let me check this out, though. It's a Royal Caribbean cruise. Um, Fun-filled fun -filled events for the whole family. Oh, I, I guess what happens is they charge you an extra $400. So the regular price for the cruise, the room price is $320. 
I don't know if that's for the whole time. Yeah, that's for three nights. So that's the regular cruise if it's not through the XOMG Pop Experience. And then it's $720 if it's through the XOMG Pop Experience. So it is just a regular cruise, and you have to pay more to be in their section of it. Wow, their their packages to hang out with kids. Yeah, go on a cruise to hang out with kids. Sucks so bad. You have to pay extra to meet the kids. No, thank you. Okay. Thank God it's 99% a normal cruise, though, and this is just some small add-on for a small number of people because it's just like psycho to do this otherwise. Yeah, if they rented a whole cruise ship, that would be the most wasteful thing of all time. <laughs> yeah. There would be YouTube video be essays so about depressing. that. depressing. There would be like, like millions of dollars in the hole. Yeah. yeah but just, even being on that cruise is fucking anywhere. brutal. Like bringing oh, a sure. kid on a ship, that's another thing where it's such a pain in the ass because you know half of them are getting seasick instantly. Oh, another thing that's highlighted in the video I watched, and I see it here now on their cruise page, it's a $100 markup you can pay to get your makeup done by the kids in the band. So they're making like the 12-year-olds do extra work by like doing your fucking makeover and giving you a glow stick. You have to pay to get your makeup done by a nine-year-old? Yeah, 100 bucks, And you can also pay another 100 bucks for a swag bag that doesn't say what comes in it. Wow. Again, it's like of the like 30 kids who seem to be in the audience there, how many of them do you think are trying to be performers themselves at their parents' behest? It's like, got to be all know, of them. 20? This is, yeah, at least. The only reason you would participate in this or give money to this is to try to get influence. Yeah. But where do you get it? And then what do you even get if you get that influence? You get to be one of these kids and then you get fired. And maybe you can get on Kids Bop if you're lucky. Yeah, like the one one girl managed it, you know? Oh, it's funny. Okay, for this cruise also, for the XOMG pop part of it, per one adult, you cannot exceed three minors. So you can't just bring 20. You can't be uh, Miranda Sings and just be hanging out with a bunch of uh, 12-year-olds and teaching them how to twerk and then try to show up with them all. It should have to be your kid. Yeah. You should have to prove that it's your kid. Michael Jackson got away with that too much. He would just be walking around with someone, someone else's kid. Yeah, bringing him to the XOMG pop cruise. He would show up to something with Sean Lennon or, uh, that's one thing I found out recently. That was one of his boys. That explains some things. 1984. Yeah. It explains why he's into Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, he did it with Macaulay Culkin. He would just show up to awards shows and his date would be a boy. Yeah. (laughs) It should have to be your kid. It's not acceptable. I think too, like, uh. I'm imagining Michael Jackson bringing someone else's kid to the XOMG pop cruise and being like, look, these girls are going to make you a star. I wish I could help. You know, I can't make you a star. Yeah. He didn't make any of those boys stars. Well, I guess some of them were like choreographers and stuff. Yeah. But they didn't get to be cool pop singers. That was the least he could have done. Oh, you can play as XOMG pop characters in Roblox. Oh, damn. Tiny T. She's the only one with a nickname. I love two of them are named for cities. There's Brooklyn, Dallas, Penelope, and Tiny T is the current lineup. Tiny T, that's not going to last too long as a nickname. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's a problem with naming a kid based on their size. And it's like you could do like the Lil Bow Wow thing where you just become Bow Wow, but then you're just T. <laughs> Probably tough to get away with the single letter name as like a nobody. You know what I mean? It took You have to be Prince to, in order to change your name to a symbol. And people didn't even like when he did that. Yeah, People true. got mad because it was another thing they have to draw. 26 letters, that's enough for me. Plus the plus and the minus and divided by. You have to draw the times and divided by. I don't need another (laughs) thing to draw. In the at symbol where you have to write down your email, I don't know which way it goes. I'm Okay, now I'm on j14.com. 
Reading the article, XOMG Pop Talk New Christmas EP, working with Megan Trainer and big sister mentor Jojo Siwa. And it's kind of funny how this article is them kind of reprinting a press release, but then adding a couple little things into it of like, the holiday record was released Friday, November 17th and includes Christmas classics we know and love, such as Jingle Bells and Little St. Nick. Like the, oh, we know and love these songs. You love it already. Their mentor and creator, Jojo Siwa, calling her their creator seems kind of weird. Their creator. Yeah. This Christmas EP has no plays at all. We have songs with more plays than these. What about the one with uh, Megan Trainer? Does that have any juice? Um, which one is that? I don't know. Let me see. I got to keep reading the Jingle Bell slash article. It's not Jingle Bell Rock. Oh, it's called Santa and it has 19,000 plays. You'd expect better for Megan Trainer. It might have more on another platform. Maybe kids are on iTunes or Apple Music. Maybe they're, on, I don't know. Uh, they're on Deezer. They're on Deezer. Kids love Deezer. But Green Yoda has 16,000, and yeah. we didn't have the so roof for Megan Trainer whatsoever. Yeah. So I think- If she wants to collab on something, though, we're definitely open to it. Oh, absolutely. We take back everything we said. But objectively, Megan Trainer, she gets you 3,000 extra plays on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's her value add. That's right. She's kind of a spent force, too. She's kind of yesterday's that, news. We've talked about it before, but she's- well, Kind of came into culture at a weird time and had a weird angle on it where it was sort of body, sort of body positive, but not, and also trad, but also yeah. not like trad in a, a lib, a libtard way. And it just couldn't really carry forward into the 2020s that well. Yeah. We've talked about that, like the sort of 1950s angle on her music. And then she started doing that just explicitly where, where she like used the melody of Mr. Sandman, which is just so lazy. And that is, a, I like Mr. Sandman. That's a fun song, but yeah. Just so it's just the thing that pop stars do nowadays that they just steal wholesale a melody from something else, like the entire thing. I want to hear more covers, just straight up covers. Yeah, you might as well do a cover if you're just going to take the entire melody and make the song worse. Fast Car, but that also, was a good start. You know, you're, you're uh, saying that uh, Megan Trainor is washed and her moment is over, but I think this J14 article about XOMG Pop uh, says otherwise. As for what it was like to work with Megan, a.k.a. Mother herself, XOMG Pop had nothing but praise for the iconic songstress. Whenever we're in the studio and we're recording with her, she just has so much energy, Brooklyn gushed. She'll be like, get it, girl, after every take. We had to record two songs, but she always has little snacks prepared for us as well. Tiny T recalled spelled wrong. And she's so nice and welcoming, and her baby's also really cute. So what did she actually do? She was there for moral support? Sounds like she didn't do much at all. Yeah, good for her, you know? Sounds like she pawned off childcare on these nine-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, that's what she was getting paid for, is just watching over them for a few hours. Dropping your baby off at the studio. I love all these canned quotes. That, like These girls definitely... Okay, this is something I haven't even considered yet, is that um, the three remaining girls who've been there from the beginning, they have to realize that four of their co-stars have already been canned right so they have to feel a sword right above their head you know what i mean and like they have to already be kind of cynical right like to know that this stuff is all just like business and it can be taken away from you instantly and it will be yeah because it's just like reading these quotes where it's like i think we see jojo as a big sister but also as a mentor tiny t began i mean still to this day to think that jojo we know Jojo Siwa. She's our choreographer, and we see her a lot in rehearsals and stuff. It's still crazy to think that we're always in the same room with her. I can't believe it. 
And it's like, that's how they string these kids along is just like, you're lucky to be here. So now fucking do this work and you won't get paid for the stuff you're doing on TikTok and shit. The actual justification is the dad said, no, we signed the mortgage for LA. Yeah. We're living totally. in goddamn LA. We're not moving back home. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> they say, well, well, we'll do the show. It is cool too. Like, okay. This whole J14 article is explicitly plugging the Santa EP that you're talking about that just doesn't have very many plays on Spotify. It just shows even like at this level for kids how traditional press just does nothing to actually get you attention anymore. (laughs) Nobody read this article and was like, I got to go check out the Santa EP. It doesn't do that well on YouTube either. If you sort by most popular, it's all just the old Jojo Siwa videos. Yeah, that's funny. Stuff from eight years ago. Stuff from before any of this happened. Yeah, like it has 12 million followers, but it's because she reused some old channel to like give them a head start, but no one's invested in it. Their stuff gets like 100,000 views at most. Yeah, which like for like an independent artist, that would be good. But for some like canned thing that uh, had their own show on Peacock and was on America's Got Talent and has their own toys in Walmart, it's like a shockingly small actual audience. Well, speaking of Walmart, They've done one of our favorite guys dirty, hiding his cereal. Oh, it's true. Yeah. They don't want people to buy his shitty cereal with furries on the cover. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. He's got some kind of furry cereal, it looks like. Uh, We saw this in Stereo Gum from like maybe a week or so ago. Snoop Dogg and Master P sue Walmart for intentionally hiding their cereal. Sounds like they're putting all the XOMG pop shit in the front and they're putting Snoop Dogg's cereal on the back burner over there at Walmart. What's going on out there? They don't want his frosted drizzlers and his fruity hoops with marshmallows. <laughs> yeah, so Snoop Dogg and Master P teamed up. Like, I think this goes back to like 2022 that they've been working on this. They've been working on something called, well, it was originally called Snoop Loops, but then Kellogg's blocked them from calling it that. And Snoop Dogg and Master P filed a lawsuit against Walmart and Post Cereals, accusing them of like reneging on their agreements to stock the cereal on the main floor in the store. In the Stereo Gum article, it says, the lawsuit reportedly claims that Walmart and Post conspired to hide Snoop cereal in an attempt to edge Broadus out of the market after announcing a partnership with Snoop Dogg. Walmart started carrying Snoop cereal in summer 2023, and the lawsuit claims that store employees found boxes of it hidden away in stock rooms. You're just like fucking going into the stock room to just pull another cart full of shit. And there's just like a hundred thousand uh, boxes of Snoop cereal. I imagine that there's like a, a, a door that's like a jar and you see like a bright light in there and you go closer to examine it. And it's just this huge storehouse of Snoop Dogg shit. They probably didn't want to make room for it on the shelf. The thing that sucks about these is that they aren't like a Snoop Dogg themed cereal or even something rap themed or weed themed. It's just Fruit Loops, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Frosted mini wheats. It's basically like the generic cereal that comes in a bag. <laughs> yeah, it's like it Malto comes meal, in a box. Exactly. Honey Nut Scooters. Honey Nut Scooters is a better name than any of Snoop Dogg's cereals, too. Frosted Drizzlers. That sucks, man. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Snoop cereal. <laughs> what I what I love about this too is okay, it's got this whole like cast of characters like Captain Ace, who's some stupid fucking dog or something. There's this whole, they're called the canine team, and they're obviously meant to look kind of like Paw Patrol, except there's a panda in there also. But um, we know so much about children's music and so much about Snoop Dogg. We've already talked about his kids' music on this show. 
And on his YouTube kids channel, he has a whole fucking cast of animated characters on there too. If he even gave a shit about what he's doing at all, he would at least reuse those characters on the serial as like cross promotion, right? But every stupid half-assed product he makes, he just makes up a bunch of new forgettable ass characters that no one cares about. Apparently Jack White called him out in 2022. Yeah. There's another good. article about how he, uh, he calls out Snoop Loops for saying more marshmallows on the first box that they ever put out. Yeah, and he's which, asking more, more than, than what, what or relative to what. Which is a good point. It's a good point. That was before yeah. this was even a thing. Yeah, I think it was when they had just mocked up like the box artwork, you know? The the Jack White post was like, uh, I'd like to personally congratulate Snoop Dogg on his new serial release and a pat on the back for its charitable benefits that it will be producing. Nice one. But I do have a couple important questions about the box that the cereal is delivered to customers in. In the press release from Broadus Foods, the photo of the cereal box contains the word more marshmallows. More than what? If this is in fact a brand new cereal, it can't be more than before. Is it a statement that the cereal had more marshmallows than, say, a bag of sand or a typical Caesar salad? Or is it a demand from Snoop Dogg himself that we just have more marshmallows in the world in general? The last theory is my hope. Also, this was on the Snoop Loops, so it's Fruit Loops. Yeah, with marshmallows? So yeah. if it's more than Fruit Loops, then any marshmallows is more marshmallows. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and wait. And it also, gets, why the, would the you want marshmallows and Fruit Loops? That doesn't sound good. Master P's post was even more nonsensical than the box art. When Master P in 2022 posted that mock-up of the box that says more marshmallow, he said, more corn, more flavor, more marshmallows. That's what separates us from the rest. It's like, it's just more of everything. If you have more of everything, <laughs> then isn't it the same, ultimately? The weight is the same as a normal box. Yeah, it's it's gonna end up if you have more corn and more flavor, more mar like what is there besides just like the corn loops and the marshmallows? It's the only two things in there. There's more of everything in equal proportion. It's just the same as everything. It's a twelve ounce box of cereal. It's 150 calories. More corn is good though. They should just stick yeah, that's to what more kids corn. Need. American kids don't get enough corn in their diets. America's kind of forgotten about corn. We used to care about corn. Yeah, they should we used call to have corn fructose, pops, corn, corn syrup, because it low-key fell off. Corn syrup? Now we're all about cane sugar. We even used to have bands called corn. Now all the bands are called stuff like XOMG Pop, you know? All this crazy social media stuff. Yeah, it's bullshit. They used to make music for nine-year-olds like corn, yeah. and now <laughs> nine-year-olds are making the music, and they're feeding them corn. That's right. From broadest foods. God, Snoop Dogg yeah. is so annoying. This, it's amazing this bullshit little... cereal and then accusing Walmart of censoring their cereal and then the thing with the stove where he said he was going to quit smoking and it was a lie and it was a thing to... So Did we ever talk about how that company is going out of business now? No, we didn't. I didn't even know that. What was that? A grill? The stove. Um, they blew their whole budget on just article. paying Snoop Dogg. I mean, I guess good for him. Get the money and get the money, and then it goes out of business, just like his crypto investments, you know. But what I read was that was that company's last ditch effort to get some sales in, and it didn't work. Funny. Like they had been around for a while, didn't. and they probably some agent recommended Snoop Dogg will do anything. So let's get him to promote your smokeless outdoor stove that costs like five hundred dollars. So dumb, man. It's like they don't care about the quality of who's seeing the thing. Like that thing went viral because it was like a good gimmick. But it didn't go viral with anyone who's looking to buy a smokeless stove. It just went viral with people who know who Snoop Dogg is. Like they, they don't seem to care about the quality of who's seeing it. Like, oh, it's people in the market for that. It's just people like us who are just like, oh, that looks like it sucks. 
That's what they spent their money on is us commenting on how shitty it is on this show. This is the kind of viral marketing that works for a shit coin. It doesn't work yeah. for an actual product that's a luxury product that's aimed yeah, at middle like class homeowners. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you get it trending. Oh, I forgot. I'd be remiss not to revisit the uh, that first article we were talking about about Snoop Dogg's lawsuit against Walmart and Post. I feel like Post had a pretty good burn on Snoop Dogg in their like official statement responding to the lawsuit. They were like, we were equally disappointed that consumer demand for the Snoop cereals did not meet expectations. <laughs> they're just they're gaslighting him over here, you know? Well, he is a pretty old guy. The problem with selling stuff to kids is that it has to be stuff kids like. And I yeah, don't know if they like point. Snoop Dogg that much. And I don't know if the people who have kids right now even like Snoop Dogg that much. Like but we talked about is, with the stove thing and last time we talked about his kid stuff, like the, I would say the average Snoop Dogg fan is going to be about 50. Yeah, totally. So they probably don't have like a four-year-old right now. But the it's thing with very the Snoop weird, cereal is uh, a kid wouldn't even know it's related to Snoop Dogg at all because it says Snoop cereal, but it has no like branding that could be associated with him specifically. And it's just these off-brand ass like golden retrievers and shit that are just like really poorly made like lazily thought out children's characters why doesn't There's he have no a trademark dog exactly Isn't right there if there he a dog on doggy style yeah and he also has a dog character he plays on his kids youtube channel that's why it's like stunning that he didn't just use that on the cereal like he just puts so little effort into everything he does oh <laughs> he released a porno Instagram. called snoop dogs doggy style produced Ooh, by larry flint that? uh 2001 okay it's a, a mixed hardcore pornography and hip-hop music video. <laughs> it sounds so awful. <laughs> Who wants that? That's a great idea. <laughs> if you're a huge Snoop Dogg fan and you were already going to buy porn. I was going to joke about mixing porn and podcasting, but Adam22 is already doing that now. So Yeah. I guess that's pretty good. This is an area where having him on the cover would, would drive sales. If you were already in the back of a porno store, of the the bead curtain in the video store. Yeah. In and you see Snoop Dogg and it's, it says Snoop Dogg's doggy style that would drive sales in that specific context. That's true. Yeah. It's like having Cheech and Chong on stuff, but now even that, just, that doesn't uh, work that well. Thinking of Adam 22 briefly there. Did you see his thing about uh, Drake's dick pic? No. It's some of the weakest shit of all time. He was begging. He was publicly on Twitter, begging Aiden Ross to let him come on stream and talk about Drake's dick. He's just like, come on, bro. You know I had like funny comments to say about it. Like you stole my comments that I said to you on your stream, and like people aren't paying attention to me as much as they're watching your stuff, bro. Like you should have brought me on stream to talk about his dick, man. God, so weak, man. It's some of the most pathetic shit I've ever seen. I would say Aiden Ross is twenty three, and Adam twenty two is forty. Yeah, in his forties. Yeah, this the such weak shit. <laughs> just it talk was, like, about multiple tweets, dick. like. Yeah, God, I know it's so. That's his his value add is like I have really funny things to say about someone's dick. Anyone could do that. Anyone, everyone's doing that on Twitter already. You know. Oh, Adam twenty two said last week that Nick Fuentes gave pearly things back shots. I don't think that's true. That seems fake. That's that that really tall woman who posts like the the pick me shit on Twitter. Okay, yeah, I didn't know who she was. Like women, women shouldn't leave the house and <laughs> that kind of stuff and. I don't think that's true. I didn't realize Adam 22 is like this washed up. You know what I mean? Yeah. After he got me too, I guess he's just, it's, um, I don't know if it's even the me too or him just being old and him kind of being associated with an older era of rap. 
because he's trying to get 17 year old rappers on there and he's just yeah. not cool anymore. So he's just doing more and more embarrassing shit, trying to drive up engagement. Very sad. Yeah, super bleak. Fun fact, I interviewed Usher, and it's an old picture from years ago. That's, that, <laughs> that's really brutal. That sucks. Yeah, man. I like, too, that Stereo Gum pointed out with, like, getting back to Snoop Dogg's cereal and how incredibly low effort this shit all is. Uh, Stereo Gum, as a quick aside, was, like, pointing out that there's just tons of typos on the websites for it. <laughs> Snoop cereal, bussin' yummy for the tummy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, even someone in the comments on Stereo Gum saying it's very furry friendly. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I guess it's probably years of every freelance artist having to draw furry art. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what they're used it's to now. It's seeped into the culture now. Yeah, that's They really all funny. have that skill. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just what they draw by default. That's pretty funny. So... Even lower effort than Snoop Cereal. Around the same time, he started another brand called Mama Snoop. And you go to this website. The connection is not secure. The certificate has not been updated. The little logo on the browser tab is the WordPress default logo. It's awesome. And it's uh, Mama Snoop. I'm assuming that's a, a picture of his mom. It's grits, oatmeal, pancake mix, granola, and maple syrup. It's very strange. And, Who's buying grits? I mean, I think there's probably plenty of people in the South, you know? I mean, from... Oh, from, from Mama Snoop. Yeah, from particular. Mama Snoop. Like, I feel like people who have grits, they probably have a brand that they like. Exactly. That's the th it's just as stupid as the cereal in that sense of like... It's like a fake old brand that people would be familiar with, but people yeah. don't know this brand. They're going to get the brand they actually get. Yeah, what's your strategy for actually promoting this beyond Snoop Dogg taking one picture on Instagram where he holds it up, you know? On the side of this, on the side of the box, it says, Lorem Ipsum Dolor Sit Amet Consectatur Adipissing. I don't know how to say all those. It's so lazy. You're right. That's so funny. I didn't notice that. They didn't even write the shit on the side. It's so good. I don't know if they sell these. I've never seen these in the store. I guess that confirms what they're accusing Walmart of doing. That's a good point. It's, it's really Walmart hard to tell. Like, there's no link on here where you can actually buy it. And like... um. The, the other copy on the website is all just generic shit. It's not lorem ipsum, but it's like, Mama Snoop products stand for integrity, hard work, and giving back. The brand strives to provide foods that are deliciously made with the highest quality. Broadest Foods was founded to continue Mama Snoop's legacy of her generous love and passion for feeding families in our communities. Great. If you scroll all the way to the bottom, there's a Bible quote. John 635. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. That's Man, so that funny quote makes me on. so hungry. Yeah. My tummy's rumbling just reading that Bible quote. That's my favorite Bible quote about food. Yeah, the quote about never being hungry again really makes me want some grits, oatmeal, and pancake mix. Oh, uh, the bread of life. That must taste so good. I want the bread of life. And you know who's going to provide it? Mama Snoop. It's a, a passage from Mama Snoop 635. I bet if Jesus was around today and all that stuff happened, he would say that the bread that represents him should be a really good tasting food. It would be some sort of pastry yeah. or a cookie. Or like chicken tikka masala, something that's actually good, you know? Like the fact that it was bland, I think that was for lack of ingredients. Yeah. It would probably be fine if they made it a good tasting cookie. Also, you're appealing to like peasants and the masses. You know what I mean? It's got to be something that everyone can relate to. So I think in that in that spirit, I think Jesus would be like it would be like the McDouble of life or something. You know? Yeah, it would have to be the the most restorative food in terms of HP. Yeah, 
the cookie of life and the Zamzam water. Whoever has those will never perish. <laughs> I feel like, okay, thinking of Jesus now and thinking back to XOMG Pop, I wonder if it'd be easier or harder to make a tween group like this in 2024 in a Christian context. Like when we were talking about, the, you know, a few weeks ago, those Christian radio stations that just play like shitty worship music. It seems like the Christian like media circuit is maybe more primed for this kind of trash than like mainstream pop, you know? I wonder. I'm not sure, but I just feel like there's probably like a market for that. And maybe that actually exists, you know? There must be some corollary to it, maybe. I don't know. Have there been Christian kids groups in the past? There must have been. Like, I, I genuinely don't know. It seems like there must be, but I might have to find the a, Carter a friend family? who can educate us a lot about of family this. groups. Yeah, yeah. But arranged boy or girl groups. Yeah, they're kids. extremely corporate, you know? Like something as cynical as XOMG Pop. Well, no one's done a band of babies. That's true. Maybe we could be the first one. That's ones. an idea that's just on the table. Now's the time because we have a few friends with babies like Tom. I think we're going to have to uh, text Tom and be like, hey, can we use your baby for a pop group we're starting? You have a long time until they turn 18 and become too tall. Um, also, since they they're babies, they just have, they're just bald and have these weird looking faces. You could replace them and no one's even going to notice. They all you look could put any hair the on them. Yeah. You could pop you make hair them all wear on wigs. Off. So then it's more easy to replace the baby when they start getting too old. People will eventually be like, this baby's been a baby for 36 months now. But it's like, yeah, just these are magic babies. People Eternal hated babies. baby geniuses, but sold a lot of copies. Yep. I don't remember. Did we, I think we did talk about this years ago on this show. I know I mentioned it on E1 of the like all the direct to DVD baby geniuses sequels, like the baby geniuses meet the space baby. <laughs> There was some guy whose last IMDb credit was Baby Geniuses 2, and then he was tragically killed. What's that guy's name? Bob Clark. Okay. It was the guy who directed A Christmas Story. Oh, all right. And uh, the last thing he came out with the, came out with in his lifetime was Super Baby's Baby Geniuses 2. I mean, at it's least he funny. went out on a high note, you know? I do think an all-baby pop group is probably the way to go. <laughs> because they can't speak, you just get them to coo, and then you just auto-tune it to whatever pitch you want, you know? Oh, we haven't I talked think... about how rock is striking back against crap, finally, after all these years. Ozzy yeah. Osbourne is taking Kanye West to task for stealing Iron Man. I've been waiting for someone to do this. It is actually pretty good. Of like, It shows what happens when Kanye just doesn't have a major label behind him anymore. Like Now that he's independently releasing an album... He just isn't willing to go through the effort to clear a sample. So he's going to get his ass like sued to oblivion in a way he never did in the past. It's such a funny sample to do that over. It's such a boring thing it's to It's so sample. stupid. How, I like, think it was War Pigs, right? He did Iron Man on uh, Dark Twisted Fantasy. Uh, I don't know. It says in an article, Iron Man. I've, I've heard both. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know, know which I one it actually his was. Album Maybe it was like a medley a that Ozzy Osbourne did. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm like, in theory, I'll listen to the Kanye album to talk about it on here, but I just don't feel like doing it, you know? Yeah, it's going to be so boring. The only yeah, good part is so. the features, but what's the point of even listening to the features? Yeah, that's what we were saying. I was like, I know Freddie Gibbs has a good verse on there, but I could just listen to all of Freddie Gibbs's other music. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to dig through the trash to find it. Yeah. It's funny to do that with Ozzy Osbourne because his wife is like one of the craziest showbiz people. She's yeah, just you know a shark. be litigious. Yeah. Her dad was one of the, the most crooked managers of all time, Don Arden. Uh, also Jewish, I think. 
So it's probably the worst people you could pick. Yeah, for Kanye to be going from his Nazi phase to his not clearing samples phase. Yeah. Just fucking with a bunch of Jewish people who have the best lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> making sure that they have leverage over him. And then that's going to make him more of a victim. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be their fault for suing him. Man, he's like so it's far just gone. Dumb. It's- Don't even use the samples. Just just play yeah, something on a, a keyboard. Boring played out thing to sample too. It's just a pentatonic scale. You can come up with something like that if you play the black keys on a piano for two minutes. Yeah. Also, why don't you sample like an interesting newer artist like XOMG Pop? That would be dope. <laughs> Kanye wouldn't even have to up with a bunch up. of 10-year-olds. He wouldn't have to, to pitch uh, people up to do the, the chipmunk sound. He could yeah, just that, use kids. Yeah, that classic Kanye sample sound, yeah. That's how uh, Kanye's going to restore his public image is hanging out with 10-year-olds. Could have his Michael Jackson phase. It would be funny to have a kid's group and they get too old and then you pitch up their voices. <laughs> yeah. And people notice that them- it's noticeably pitched up on every record. Well, then you just turn them into an animated chipmunk group as they get older and it won't matter that they're old. Yeah, we were doing this on purpose the whole time. We were always yeah. adults. <laughs> I think though, okay, I'm combining now. We were talking about having a baby pop group. And also we've recently been talking about like a baby shoegaze album. I think shoegaze, it could be made by babies too. Like we could just pitch the babies cooing to the vocal pitches we want. And it could be like shoegaze for babies by babies. We could get the babies into these like celebrity babies that we're marketing and it'll get them into cool music really young. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the the songs that have babies on them. There's Isn't She Lovely by Stevie Wonder. Oh, uh, that one Aaliyah. S- Small Talk by Sly Stone. Timbaland sample that's like... Uh, Jay-Z had Blue Ivy talk on a track when she was like a toddler. That's incredible. She has natural talent standing right next to a microphone and saying something. To beat your parents to the studio by 20 years, that's incredible. Yeah, that's right. Few are able to do that. That's what I call talent, not nepotism. They have dinner with Jay-Z every night, and they're they're not able to take take the $500,000. I just realized that. That's a good point. Blue Ivy is so far ahead of us on dinners with Jay-Z, it's insane. Every day she no gets one No one can one compete those. with that. Because she can't take the money. It would I just go right back never, to Jay-Z. Yeah. How did we never have that observation before? It's just so plainly true. She's got a leg up on the rest of humanity. No one has She's had that many dinners. Genius. Or maybe Jay-Z's mom. Yeah, but Jay-Z probably but didn't I have don't the know. business acumen yeah, I don't know how. Much. I don't know how good. He probably didn't have good business advice until he was at least 11 or 12. Yeah. So a lot of these years you have to write off. So maybe though, now with this in mind, we need to start hanging out with Blue Ivy, having dinner with her because she already learned all this shit from Jay Z. We're gonna start dinner our own with Blue pop Ivy group. or a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, we're gonna start our pop group called Z O M G Pop, and Blue Ivy's gonna be the first member. We're gonna have dinner with her, talk contracts, talk branding, talk uh, collabs with Walmart, get her own cereal and Walmart. That's the move. You sign a kid who's already famous, who already has exactly. all the connections and could already do it without you. Yeah, that's where JoJo Siwa's mom fucked up. That way you, you don't have get to the do golden anything. goose first, you know? Yeah. I wish Jay-Z listened to this show and then DM'd us saying like, I heard your idea. Sounds like a lot of fun. We have to put it on title. Can you put podcasts on title? I have no idea. <laughs> he probably listens to those. <laughs> that's right. We get. A, we should start a new podcast that's only on title. That's just about everything that Jay Z likes. We're talking about the Holy Grail this week. We're talking about the Magna uh, Carta. Yeah, we're, we're talking, talking about, about Mona Lisa. We're talking about Basquiat. Yep. I think we could get him hooked. 
And then we could get him into all the B-list kind of uh, branding things that Snoop Dogg's doing, like a Jay-Z cereal. Yeah, why isn't he doing that? That's money on the table. It's going to be crazy. The first time that Jay-Z says to us, looks like I learned a business tip from you that I would pay $500,000 for. I would forego $500,000 of cash for. If you teach Jay-Z a business tip at the dinner, you should get to have the dinner and the $500,000. Agreed. Jay-Z if, would just like drop his silverware instantly. If yeah. you know a business tip that he's never told you, then you That'd get the money. Show. That would be good. Oh, man, that would be so good. He should do that. Dinner it's with kind Jay-Z. Of like a reverse Shark Tank where... You bring your ideas to Jay-Z and instead of him funding them, you just try to get him to drop his silverware over dinner because he's so surprised by how good your idea is. Yeah. If he looks surprised, you win. <laughs> All right. If anyone is friends with Blue Ivy and or Jay-Z, let them know we got some ideas for Or them. Jay-Z's mom. Because she's or had the Tom's most dinners baby. with him. If anyone is friends with Tom, we got to see if we can make a, a baby group with his baby. Tom, I know you're not listening. But keep it in mind.